Welcome to Stories in the Dark, a podcast about strange and creepy things. Come listen to the dark. Welcome back, my ghouls. I am a little under the weather this week, so my voice is not quite normal. I apologize for any weirdness, but you should be used to weirdness by now. Before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to a listener of ours. Their name is Catmom93. Catmom, thank you so much for the positive feedback you left us on iTunes. We really appreciate hearing from you, and we love that you're enjoying the show. I also am happy to hear the feedback you provided about the intro. We will absolutely take a look at that. Listeners, please feel free to leave us reviews on iTunes. You can also contact us through our website, storiesinthedark.com, if you've got any thoughts you'd like to share with us. We'd love to hear from you. We are also on Instagram and Twitter. This week's episode is called Itsy Bitsy. It started as a tickle, an itch, but inside where you couldn't reach it. I thought maybe it was something I'd picked up from Sally at the bar, so I went to the clinic and had them check everything out. Doc said everything was clean down there and sent me home with a box of condoms. Sally doesn't like condoms. So I celebrated with a few shots of whiskey and another wild ride with Sally back in my dingy one-room apartment, raw-dogging it because Sally likes it that way. And who am I to argue? The itch went away after that. Doc thinks maybe I picked up a little bug, some kind of infection, from swimming in the river. But all the Harwood boys swim in the river. We always have. Ain't nothing in the river ever hurt us before. The next time I saw Sally, she was kind of swollen up. She didn't look good, like she was the wrong kind of puffy. But after a little bit of Jack, I was remembering some good times, and I took Sally back to my place again. This time, though, no matter what trick Sally pulled, nothing was happening for me. And something was usually happening, if you know what I mean. I excused myself to the bathroom and tried to work up some motivation, put on my game face for the lady, as it were. But instead of getting hard, my business just started to hurt real bad. 
Sally went home after I explained the situation, telling her I must have eaten something that didn't agree with me, and my stomach had started hurting real bad too, so it wasn't even a lie. Thing is, Sally didn't look too upset. She looked like she didn't care much either way. I guess that's how she looked most of the time, except when we were actually in the act, if you know what I mean. I started getting cramps down there, so I stayed in the bathroom most of the night. I think I saw blood. I didn't get much sleep for a few days. I went back to the clinic, and Doc gave me some antibiotics and pain pills and told me to keep my business in my pants for a while, which was fine by me. My business wasn't too interested in anyone else or even in flying solo, so keeping it under wraps wasn't too much of a hardship. The antibiotics and pain meds seemed to help, and finally, I could sleep. When I was feeling better, maybe a week or so later, I stopped by the bar after work and ordered a beer and a shot. Hank handed me the beer and I drank half of it while he poured the shot. I took the shot and then drank the other half of the beer and finally my head started to clear. He brought me another round without me even asking. You seen Sally lately? Hank asked me, an odd look in his eye. I couldn't figure out what it meant. I rubbed my chin. I needed a shave. Not in about a week or so, I said, and I felt a little queasy. Why are you asking? Hank leaned on the bar and watched the grain of the wood instead of looking me in the eye. She usually comes in every day. You know that. But a few days ago, she wasn't looking good and hasn't been back since. My stomach lurched for no reason, and I felt like I needed to go to the bathroom. I've been sick. Maybe she got the same thing I had. Hank nodded at the bar. Yeah, maybe it's a flu or some bug or something. Just, she was looking real puffy there, you know? And he pointed to his stomach. I thought maybe she'd been having a few too many, I said. My voice funny. Sally always has a few too many of everything. And this time, Hank looked me in the eye. I just want to make sure her bad choices don't hurt her too bad. My stomach made a loud noise. She was fine when she left my place. But she was looking swole up. Hank nodded, a small jerk of his head. She looked pregnant, you jackass. Oh. I gotta go. I left the bar and ran the two blocks to my shitty apartment and went straight to the bathroom. I didn't know how to get a hold of Sally. I stayed in the bathroom all night again, 
When the sun came up, I felt empty except for the pain that filled my every waking moment. The entire lower half of my body hurt. I couldn't feel any difference between my stomach and my junk. It all just hurt. The antibiotics were gone. I took the last of the pain pills and called Sally. The phone rang and rang until I thought she wouldn't answer. But then, finally, someone picked up the phone. I couldn't hear much, just someone breathing on the other end of the phone. The breath sounded heavy and labored. Sally? I asked. Are you okay? The phone clicked. Silence followed. I started shivering. I was so cold. I don't know when I'd last eaten. I don't know why everything that came out of me looked like blood. I must have fallen asleep. I heard someone knocking on my door and I was in my dark little kitchenette, head on my arm. I hadn't been able to pee for days. I felt so dry, no matter how much I drank. My legs weren't working well anymore. Everything between me and them hurt too much for me to be able to feel them at all. So I just kind of dragged myself to the door, trying not to bang into anything. It was Sally, but she didn't look right. Her skin was gray and her belly was swollen, distended, and rippling under her too tight dress. She didn't say anything, and I didn't either. She walked heavily to my bed and lay down on it. I dragged myself behind her and fell into the bed with her. She spread her legs and made a weird sound. I looked and she was crying, her face red and angry, and it sounded like she was having trouble getting her breath. I think she was grunting a little and moaning, but it wasn't sexual. She sounded like she was in pain. She sounded like I'd been sounding alone in my apartment the last couple weeks. I wanted to ask how she could look so pregnant when just a few weeks back she was fine. I wanted to ask, but I didn't. She grunted again and strained and her swollen belly contracted and with a wet tearing sound, a flood of red and black came out of her, a river of blood and something else covering my bed staining the sheets and spilling onto the floor. I couldn't see it. I couldn't get up. I could just hear the clicking and the chittering. So much was coming out of her, and Sally went from gray to white, and then she just faded. She was gone. And there was just the shell of her on the bed next to me. Sally was empty and gone, 
but I heard the giggling and the snapping. I tried to roll over and look at the floor. I tried. I didn't need to, though. They climbed up the bed, hundreds of them, maybe thousands, tiny and shining like black jewels with their pinchers and their whirling eyes and their microscopic little teeth. And they crawled up the bed and covered me like a blanket. And they poured into me through my eyes, my nose, my throat. And they tore a path up through my junk, which was already hurting so much. I could feel them, all of them, digging and burrowing and eating and drinking what blood I had left. And they made a game of it as I lay, slowly dying. And they tunneled through my body to find their mother, the little fucking monster that had ridden inside me while I rode Sally, the little demon bug that killed us both.